0: Have you had enough of playing smaller than you were designed to? Of taking five steps forward and six steps back, feeling like you're self-sabotaging, stuck and frustrated when it comes to growing your business and your finances? Do you want to go from feeling limited in your ability to make choices on how you want to live your life to walking in both the time and monetary freedom that will allow you to invest your presence where it matters most to you? If that's you, you're in the right place. Welcome to Kingdom Women Making Millions, whereby showcasing inspiring stories of Kingdom Women who have paved the way in making millions, changing lives, and transforming their family's legacy. I am on a mission to inspire, uplift, and empower women just like you to overcome every limitation in between you and the life of your dreams so you too can make millions, impact lives transform your family's legacy, and advance the kingdom of heaven exactly as your good, good father always designed you to. It's time to step into your greatness. Hello and welcome to the Kingdom Women Making Millions show. I'm your host, Sophia, and I'm excited to introduce to you today my guest, a beautiful friend of mine, Melissa Edmiston. Melissa and her husband, Jonathan, are the power couple CEOs behind Home Smart Realty North and South Carolina. She and her husband went from facing homelessness and financial struggles to serving homeowners with a concierge-like service with excellence, which has built them a life of time freedom and financial overflow, allowing them to invest their presence and daily into their family as well as deepen their kingdom impact. Melissa is an inspiring story of the journey that she's been on to become the woman that she is today with what she does. I'll let her share that herself with you. Melissa, it's an honor to have you with me on the show and welcome.
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you, Sophia. I'm like holding back like the biggest smile. I feel like a, a child sometimes when I talk about this stuff and just when I spend time with you, I'm honored to be here and so excited for everything that the Lord is going to use us to speak to every woman watching today. So I'm excited and, and again, honored and grateful.
0: I'm so excited to have you with me as well. For those who are meeting you for the first time, would you share your journey to becoming a Kingdom Woman Making Millions?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, I love this question because one of the, um, you know, one of the answers that I, that I stuck out to me first was when you asked me about the journey and it was basically um, I have just slowly been killing. I know it's such a strong, harsh word, but when it comes to the amount of intentionality and effort behind the last few years, I think of like killing anything away that wasn't that woman, um, and I'm still on that journey. I feel like that's a journey that we're on um, for a long time, <laughs> forever. Right? Glory to glory to glory. Just keep going and keep getting better and keep growing your capacity. Um, but basically, um, Jonathan and I, my husband, his name is Jonathan. We have three small boys, um, and like you said, we live in North Carolina. Um, and we, when we got married, we both had this um, massive desire to create impact, to generate legacy wealth, and to change systems and structures and places around us, right? So we didn't just want it to stay small and within our our family, but we wanted to to make changes within the world around us, um, however the Lord led us. And so I would say um, we've just been fully surrendered to the Lord the entire time, Um, We started out, so if if I would go back a a little bit about my story, um, we started out even before marriage, right? I was always very motivated, very independent but for a long time, also very lost um, in my pre Jesus days. And so I had this drive and this desire to do and create and lead. um, But I just always kept hitting walls and kind of falling back and getting, you know, more and more lost. And it's because of course, I I wasn't surrendered, I didn't have the king of kings guiding me and leading me. And so um, I wasn't doing it the right way. I did um, finally thank God, surrender my life to Jesus. Everything started changing um, in my, let's see, my mid early twenties. And um, you know, I just started wanting more of him and then more of what he wanted to use me for. And really I spent the last, you know, I've spent the last 15 years pursuing him and what that is, you know, use me Lord, use me Lord, use me Lord. and. A lot of times, when you're crying out to be used, you're also simultaneously crying out to be changed, <laughs> to be pruned, to be refined, <laughs> to be all those things that we don't realize come with. Here I am, Lord, send me. And he's like, okay, well, I have to prepare you. <laughs> um, and so the journey has been a journey of preparation. The journey has been a journey of um, trying and failing, losing a lot. Um, trying things that didn't work, trying again, being committed to our vision, being committed to um, our heart's cry and desires that we knew God put inside of us um, and and just never giving up. But um, I did you know, go from again, loss and not knowing Jesus to knowing him. And then very broke, very, um, you know, it, it was almost shameful because we felt so defeated at so many times you had mentioned homelessness um you know not knowing if our car was going to be in the driveway because it was going to be repossessed doors closing in our faces in every direction people not really being there that we thought were going to be there um and so all of the disappointments you, you think of people a lot of times we'll we'll think of disappointments and it's like oh that was so disappointing this happened you know to me this happened to me And we look back now, we were having this conversation last night, actually, and it's like all the things that we felt were happening to us, we look at now, and a lot of them happened for us and in our favor to what we learned from them, how we grew from them, and who it's made us today. Um, So we went from that to continuing to do, you know, it was like just consistency, consistency, consistency over time, and um, now we're just really seeing so much fruit and so much harvest from our years of pers- perseverance and um, I'll share a little bit as we go on as um, you know some of my years even once we were on the right track I I took a different direction that a lot, I bet a lot of women might be able to relate to so I can't wait to share that but that's kind of the journey um, you know in a nutshell.
0: Wow, that's so powerful. Is this the point? Like, would you
1: like to share that story now? Or is that better safe later? So if we, um, part of the journey was when we got married, we thought and had these plans for a lot of things that didn't end up happening because of the economic downturn that took place because of maybe, you know, not maybe a lot of poor choices on our behalf, believing that things were gonna happen differently. So we didn't quite set ourselves up the right way. Um, We weren't prepared enough. And so things didn't happen the way we envisioned, which is how we ended up homeless. We had, um, you know, a month of rent and we didn't have the next month. And we were like praying and believing and waiting and it didn't show up. And so there we were, nowhere to live, packed all our stuff and went to my mom's house. first we went to a hotel, but we only had enough money for one night. So the next day we were literally homeless, went to my mom's house. Um, and so that journey led us to, um, you know, figure out, okay, what are we going to do next? And we ended up, I was working in a CrossFit gym. We ended up opening a CrossFit gym in the Florida Keys, which is where we moved next once we could afford rent. And, um, we did that and the gym was I mean, it was amazing. It was successful. There was, you know, we we went from zero to 125 members, just Jonathan and I, and then trained a coach. I was eight months pregnant when we opened. Um, And I loved that. I love that industry. I love that business. I love that place. Um, But at towards, we were, we had it for four years and the Lord opened doors and orchestrated things in such a way that he called us to North Carolina full time. And, um, or to move basically to sell our gym and to move to North Carolina. And part of me was so torn because my life had been, you know, working hard and producing and generating an income. And then I, but I also had this vision for being with my children all the time mm-hmm. and not um, having them be, you know, taken care of or raised by somebody else. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening is at that point I made a decision it's like, well, I can't do both. I, I think you know I know now I believed a lie and I'm not saying that you have to do both and not saying you can't do one or the other um I do know moms that work full-time their kids are elsewhere and they're still amazing mothers and spend a lot of time with their children but for me in that moment um I had a, I had an opportunity as I saw it to sell the gym move to North Carolina because Jonathan's position at that time um would afford a Ability for me not to work and I saw that as like this is what I've always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom to be with my boys 24-7 um, and so we did that and I did that for four years and what I didn't realize was happening at the time um, until afterwards is all of those dreams and desires and things that got put in my heart and gifts, right, like gifts to lead, gifts to connect with people, gifts to encourage people, gifts to gather, gifts to generate wealth and to like foster ideas and steward them and all all that stuff was still there. (laughs) And so I had a mentor once say, you know, um, dormant dreams can lead to depression. And it's like, I was, I found myself there after four years And I started to get like something was stirring in me. And I basically realized at that point, I do want to be with my boys. I don't want them to be with anyone else the majority of the time, but I also want to get back into actually producing and generating an income and building and creating and gathering all those things that made me come alive. Mm -hmm. And so um, I did, and I didn't think it was possible And I'll share with you later, like two things that kind of pivoted or made me, you know, do that. Um, But I just wanna encourage any mom out there that thinks that they have to choose. Now, if you are a stay-at-home mom and it's all you do, I shouldn't say it's all you do, but if that's what you do and you are fulfilled and happy and there's nothing missing, you don't feel a void, you're never depressed, you're never sad, and you are like, you are alive and you feel amazing, then don't do anything else. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't there. I felt, and now as I've chosen the both and that I always say when people ask me, what should I do, this or this? (laughs) Like in the kingdom, it's always both and. You don't have to choose. Um, And so now that's where I find myself. um, I'm doing both and I'm happier than I've ever been. I still prioritize my children above all. I always put them first. We always do things very intentionally, very strategically with them. Um, but they're also seeing me like create and chase my dreams and that's what I want them to do. So I feel like I'm setting that example for them. Um, and Jonathan, and I both do that.
0: I love that what you shared. And so we just want to encourage you moms out there. Like this is, you know, you, if you like Melissa said, if you're fulfilled, Hey, that's wonderful. Then maybe you're in the right season for that. But if there's something in you, that's like, there must be more, then yeah. this might be, you know, what are those areas of your giftings that there might be more for you to be unlocked, a greater version of who you are that you haven't stepped into yet. And that's why you feel that frustration. Yeah. Melissa, she reminds me of a quote. I think it was that frustration is God's nudge for you that there is something more in you that still hasn't been unraveled and unleashed yet. Do you want to speak a bit so more true. into that?
1: Yeah, um, the, the specific quote I was I was referring to earlier um, you know, ties into that and it's impression without expression leads to depression, right? And so when God has impressed something upon you um, and it's just not you know you're not doing anything with it, it will kind of just start to like ache inside of you. Um, and that that's exactly what happened to me. you know um, there are there are you know gifts and um, and not to mention the people waiting on the other side you know like that to me has been one of the most um eye opening things i i think back to 2019 that's when i had four i was four, four years of being all in with my children and doing nothing else of course i've always been you know jonathan and i are, are one right so everything we do is is together i've always supported him i've always like everything you know the wisdom the prayer, the support, we did everything together. Um, but I wasn't necessarily building or creating anything for myself or that I was contributing to at the capacity that I know God wanted me to be contributing to. Um and I know that because I'm doing it now and I'm everything's changed, right? So like if it wasn't him, then there wouldn't be this fruit and this peace, right? We we always say follow the peace and there wasn't back then. And now there is. And so God has just confirmed and confirmed over and over again in so many ways. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's just something that, you know, like you said, if it's in you, if, if you're feeling a stirring, if you're feeling, um, you know, he's calling you to something. Um, I feel like a lot of times, gosh, I've heard so many moms say this and, you know, again, if it's really true, then amazing. But if you're just saying it to justify why you're in the position you're in, then it's not okay, you know, because like they're like, oh, this is my greatest, you know, calling and they need me now and they're only gonna be little. But I, I know so many women who said that for so many years and are now in their, you know, 50s, even 60s, and they're they're trying to find their purpose and their and their position or their place. Um, and I even have heard from a lot of them who look back and said, well, I wish I would have done a little bit more at the same time and could have done both. But there are very few people out there telling them that they can or showing them that it's possible. Um, and I I don't want to make it seem easy because it hasn't been, I've had to fight for it. And I still do often, um, from a place of contending and, um, creating the rhythms and the systems and the structures and the ways to make it work. Um, but, but it is possible and, and it can be a really beautiful thing. I think one of the things that God is doing right now is he's drawing attention to family and he's drawing attention to, to me, especially the people he's bringing me that are reaching out to me. Um, husbands and wives doing things together. You know, Jonathan and I were talking the other day, years ago, the lie was that, you know, the husband had to leave the home to work and then the wife stayed home. And then it was like, okay, wives, now you have to leave too nobody told them like wait you don't have to both leave to separate places (laughs) you can actually be a family all the time together and so we're doing that now it's like it's possible even if you have two completely separate businesses you can still collaborate and do it as a family and as a team and and my gosh I the the amount of like fruit and um Joy that we've received since doing things like that, and since making that mind shift, is it's just been amazing, you know. Yeah.
0: Would you unpack a bit more about that? Let's go a bit deeper into this mind shift of working <laughs> together as a team.
1: Yeah, so I'll give you an example. I was talking to somebody recently who, um, the the wife owns a business, and the husband works in another business. They have two separate worlds, basically. And, you know, as I was talking and I'm like, well, you know, how much, how much, you know, how much do you guys talk about your, your business and do things together? And she's like, well, you know, he has his thing and I run this and, and it's like, you know, we talk about things, but basically made it clear that it's very separate. And, you know, I was just processing that with the Lord for days after I'm like, Lord, is this your heart? Is this really what you want? Or do you want us to do things like together, together? like we're we're collaborating every day we're having conversations every day we're bringing our children into it we're talking and strategizing and and not and mostly bringing you into it together so holy spirit what do you have for our for our individual businesses how can i support you and you support me how can we do this together how can we talk more sometimes even just and i and i gave it you know this this wisdom to my to my friend because she asked for it i said what if you just Start talking to your husband every single day about your business that is just yours, but you talk to him about it every single day. You guys truly come together um, and and bring the Lord into it and just have this conversation. I said Just by doing that with my husband, sometimes even on things that he's not a part of, it brings so much clarity and so much, you know, and the enemy hates it. He hates when we're unified. So let's go above and beyond out of our way to be the more unified, almost to like, just shove it in his face. (laughs) Like we're going to be unified on all things in all areas, even if it doesn't make sense, or even if we don't think we need to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's just been something that I've been journeying with the Lord lately, really um, family, you know, doing things as a family, talking to our kids about everything. You know, we have a, a few real estate deals that we're, that we're working on right now. And, you know, during our family time, we just bring the boys in and we start talking to them about it and letting them know what, what the possibilities are and what we're thinking. And they start dreaming with us and they start writing things down and drawing pictures of of different things that they want to put on different properties. And it's like, this is so cool. Like, you know, that's, that's what I feel like God is doing right now. Family, family, family. And people think, oh, that means like having dinner together and praying. No, it means doing everything together. And for some parents, that seems like torture, but that's, that you know, we got to fix that. <laughs> like, and even, you know, my boys are not easy. I have three wild boys. They're five, seven, and nine. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm like, wow, if I had three girls, it would be a lot easier. They're so much more calm. And But these are the gifts that God gave me. And so um, we want to do everything together. We want to bring them in and we want to start showing them even now what's possible. And I think there is a massive amount of fruit um, and and um so much that God can do with our unity um in all areas
0: yeah wow that's so powerful what is your number one tip for communication let's say with your
1: spouse to be able to work well together you know <laughs> um, obedience to the Lord. <laughs> Because I will tell you Sophia, just keeping it so real, um, communication has probably been one of Jonathan and I's greatest struggles in our marriage. Um, we've come from families that didn't do communication well at all. They both, you know, and, and I, we adore our parents and we honor them. And this is something we've, you know, told them and we talk about it our, as a family. You know, the, our previous generation, at least in our two families, um, didn't address hard conversations uh, directly. And so we never really saw communication. It was a model to us, nor was it um, done with us, right? And so when we came together, it was like, okay, well, we gotta talk about some things. This is hard to do. So for a a long time in our marriage, um, we we just did it wrong. We would either just not talk about anything, avoid it. (laughs) We would talk about it incorrectly. We would wait and then talk about it, um, which is not good either. And so I would say my greatest tip is, um, go to the Lord first mm-hmm. always, because I have avoided a lot of, um, unnecessary, um, negative confrontation by taking it to Jesus first. And he, um, changes my heart on the matter, yeah. um, or completely dissolves it because it was just the enemy speaking lies. And so it wasn't something I even needed to take to my husband, or he's given me just the right words and the confirmation that a conversation has to be had. And I would say in like part B to that is like immediately having the conversation. Um, And, you know, we've even gone to see someone to help us. So, you know, I strongly believe in bringing in wisdom and advisors and counseling and call it whatever you want. Um, And just to like walk us through some things and help us to you know, the goal is we're on the same team, right? So it's never like you against me because we're one and we're on the same team. And so, you know, I, I'll even give you an example. It wasn't that long ago, Jonathan, um, you know there was just something that came up that was difficult and and made me feel uncomfortable. I felt like it needed to be addressed. The old me would have just waited, avoided it, let it fester. <laughs> but I felt strongly and confirmed with the Lord that, you know, it's something that should be discussed. So I'll never forget. I was like, we were in our bedroom and I like wanted to just like go this way and ignore it. And instead I'm like, sit down. So (laughs) when this happened earlier, you know, always loving, always kind. And I just like expressed how I felt and it was so well received. We talked about it. We addressed it. He told me how he felt. I told him I felt and it, that's it, like, it's done. And so the best way to answer your question is just like, do the hard communication immediately after taking it to the Lord. Um, and, and just, you know, like, we can't be apathetic in our marriage. We just can't. Like if we treat it as roommates or, you know, one of the things we've been asking ourselves in everything, two part question. Is this everything that we want it to be? And is this, are we en route with the way things currently are for it to be everything that we want it to be? Like its greatest, fullest, uh, most beautiful, most fruitful, most pleasing to God form of anything, our parenting, our children, our marriage, our businesses, and so when you're on, when you ask yourself that question often, and then things start to happen in your marriage, you're like, okay, this doesn't feel like it's leading to the fruit that we want. This does, you know, and so you start to immediately, okay, let's address these things. Let's change them.
0: Girl, we pray this encouraged you. On our next episode with Melissa, she shares how to overcome self-doubt and fear on your journey towards becoming a kingdom woman, making millions. You won't want to miss this. Hey, gorgeous, real quick before you go. If this podcast has blessed and inspired you in some way, the number one way you can thank us is to leave a written review for our show over on Apple Podcasts. It fills my heart with joy every time I hear from you and every time I see that what we do here has impacted your life in some way. So if you do that for me, I would be super grateful. The second thing you could do is take a screenshot of this episode or your review and go share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at TheSophiaLatter. Let's bring on earth as it is in heaven together as kingdom women making millions. Much love and I'll meet you back here real soon.